it makes it asur, it has the ability to cook it only k'day klipa, only the amount of klipa. How much is k'day klipa? It's an amount that you remove that still could be held together. So it's a thin, thin amount, but as long as it's still held together, that's called k'day klipa. So when you have something cold on the bottom and something hot on the top, they'll make each other asur. If it's basar b'chala, for instance, k'day klipa. Yeah. Next, we spoke about something that is called pagum, klirishon and not klirishon. Kli, uh, something that's benyomo and eno benyomo. Some, something that was cooked within 24 hours in a pot, it's still considered benyomo, which means it still has a taste and a flavor that is lishvach. It's a good flavor, it's a good taste, and therefore if you put something else in it, it would make it a soup. So if you have a dairy pot and you put in it meat, if you cook that dairy within 24 hours, you will make the meat a soup. That's a problem. If it wasn't cooked within the 24 hours, more than 24 hours ago, you always have to think. Yeah, it was more than 24 hours ago. That's called enobenyomo. It's not from the same day. Same day means 24 hours. If it's not ben yomo, it would not be able to make it a soup because it is pagum. So we just spoke about it in the later on when we just uh, explained that if you'll have, let's say, a piece of meat in a dairy pot, such a mistake, it's very common to make. So you always have to think. One minute. Did he get to a yatsoledit? Oh, he didn't get to a yatsoledit yet? Nothing, no problem at all. You take it out, you wash the pot, and it's all good. If, it, or if it's already yatsoledet, you have the second question. Okay, it's yatsoledet. A meat in a dairy pot, yatsoledet, it got so hot. Let's see. What happened over here? Is it benyomo and no benyomo? If it's benyomo, so it makes the pot asur, and the pot makes also the uh, the meat asur. If it's eno benyomo, so the meat makes the pot asur, although it's eno benyomo. The pot doesn't have the ability to make the meat asur, because the pot is pagum. The taste is, is spoiled in the pot. It's, it's not able to make the meat asur, because it's only when you have good flavor that's still fresh for within 24 hours that could make the meat asur. But on the other hand, at the same time, the meat is, is, is cooking in a dairy pot. You have a dairy pot that you have now in it bliot from the meat. And since you have bliot from the meat, so you have to be mochshir the pot, because you have to have a pot that's either meat or dairy. We're going to learn soon to see that you can't have same utensils for dairy and meat, with exceptions, very uh, exceptions according to Sfaradim and Samish Kanazim if we're de- dealing with glass. Glass, um, Pyrex, okay. Duralex. So you're saying that the meat is okay to use, but the pie yes. is a problem. Right, exactly. So that we said, the difference between Benyoma and Eno Benyoma. Very important concept and a little bit um, complex. The Nat Barnat. Nat Barnat. We'll have all the questions answered soon. Let's just go through this and see if we still have questions. Nat Barnat. Nat Barnat means that you have over here a pot that you cooked in it meat. Today, 20, within 24 hours. You cooked in it meat. 
It has bliot of meat in the pot. And what happens? You take the pot and you clean it well, but it's still benyomo. If you cook something in it that's parv, that parv thing, you can eat according to Sephardim Lechatchila with the opposite thing, which means it was a meat pot, you can eat. You cooked in it macaroni, you can eat that macaroni together with dairy, together with cheese. You take it off the pot, obviously, on the plate, and you can put cheese on top of it. No problem. According to Ashkenazim, they wouldn't do it unless it was put already, so it's permitted. That's called nat barnat. What's the idea of nat barnat? It's tam kalush. The taste wickened. How did it wick? Because it's called second taste. The first taste of meat that was cooked in the pot went into the pot. The pot has a first taste of the meat. Now you put in it the macaroni or potato, and the potato receives the taste of the meat from the pot. But that's already secondary. So it's weak. It's tam kalush. And because of that, if you remove it, you can put cheese on top of that. And same thing, vice versa. If you cook a potato in a, in a dairy pot, you can use the same idea for uh, putting the potatoes into your chulen together with meat and so on. According to Ashkenazim, they would not be allowed to put it with the cheese or with the meat. But if it went together, be, it will be permitted. Now, it's a little bit complex the way it is, but I'd like to add one more point. There's a machloket, if you're allowed, according to Sfaradim, initially to cook the potato in such a pot in order to eat it together with the other, with the other food item. Which means, you have potatoes, you want, you only have a meat pot. All the dairy pots are now in the sink or they're on the fire cooking something else, you have a meat pot. You want to put in a potato in order to eventually put cheese in that potato. You want to make some kind of potato with cheese. Chacham says it's permitted. Lechatchila, you can do it, no problem. And he has also other poskim that hold like him as well. Rav Amar, Rav Shlomo Amar, and so on. But majority of Sofaradi poskim, it's, it, it, it's talui how to learn the Shulchan Aruch. Because Shulchan Aruch seems to say one thing in one sefer, and in the Shulchan Aruch, it's the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch is differently. But the Aposkim that say, the way I explained before, that you can't do it, that's the majority of the Aposkim, you can't do it lechatchila, which means you can't put the potatoes there knowing that I want afterwards to, uh, to put it together with cheese. That is all the concept of Nat Barnat, is only when the pot is Ben Yomo. If the pot is Eino Ben Yomo, it wasn't used for 24 hours, then you, you, can, you can do it Lechatchila, Sfaradim, Ashkenazim. There are some Ashkenazim that are Machmir, but the halacha is to permit. Okay, so that is the concept of Ben Yomo. Now, yes, no, does not, well, if it's Eino Ben Yomo, yes, yes, it's permitted. If it's Eino Ben Yomo, if the pot, you have a meat pot, you want it, and, and it wasn't used for 24 hours, no problem, take it, put, that's what you asked me before. You had over there meat pot, or dairy pot, you asked me, and you want to put over there, you want to cook in it some kind of other things that are parved, there's no problem. Even if you want to eat it together with meat, you want to mix it together with meat afterwards, that's not a problem. It's not even, not barnat, because it's eno ben yomo. Obviously, you have to take it out of that pot, because this is a milk pot, let's say, you want to you want to mix it together with meat. You can't do such a thing in that pot. 
Next thing, cooking. What is cooking? We explained, see when you flip the page, page four. What is cooking? We explained the concept of cooking that anything that is hot is able to cook and make something asu. Now, in Isur Ve'eter, you have also a concept called not only cooking, but also Mavliya. Mavliya, Mavlitu Mavliya, which means it doesn't have to actually make all the process of cooking, which is re- make, a, make the shape, reforms the shape, makes it different. Like we explained, you have a potato that's raw, you cook it, it, it becomes edible, it becomes a different potato, it's not the same potato. But when we're dealing with Isu of Isurim, Things that are asur and mutar, basar, bechalav, those things all you need is maflit and mavlia, which means if it mavlia, it puts in it the taste, the flavor, that doesn't have to have always the older dinim of, of bishul, which are more, uh, more strict. So that is cooking. What would be the din of cooking? If you have something on the bottom that's hot and something on the top that's hot, that's called cooking. Of course, it will become Asur. If you have something on the bottom that's hot and on top that is cold, would you be able to cook? We said that the, the concept of tata gaval, the bottom always wins over. Always wins over. Always overrides. Which means the heat on the bottom would, would cause uh, the whole thing to become asur. So let's say, let's say, let's give an example. Let's say you had um, meat. That was what, that was on the bottom, and a piece of cheese that was on top, or a piece of let's say not cheese, let's say a potato. But if but this piece of meat that you had on the bottom was not kosher, it was not kosher. Let's say at your workplace, a goy cooked himself a piece of meat, or he heated up the piece of meat on the fire, clearishon, and he puts it on the table, and you walk with your potato. It's lunchtime. He's a goy, and you come with your potato, boom, it falls exactly, lands on his meat. So, your potato was cold. Since the bottom is hot, it would make the top, the potato, so. And same things, vice versa. Let's say you have a potato that's hot. You cooked for yourself a potato, you heated it up on the fire, it's clearly shown, it's hot, it's on your plate, plate, uh, plate, and a goy walks by, to eat his piece of meat that is cold, is cold, what's cold, less than Yatsu it is cold, and boom, he falls down, exactly lands on your potato. Hot potato, and on top would be a cold meat. It would still be a sur because of Tata Gavar. The bottom is hot, so the meat on top would make it a sur as well. And even more so if both of them are hot. What happens if the top is hot and the bottom is cold? Same scenario, but your potato was cold on the bottom and the goy passes by with his meat and falls on top. Then we're saying that since tata gaval, the bottom is, it overrides the, 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 the top thing. So because of that, it would not make it a su. The meat would not be able to make the potato a su. But since it takes a little bit of time to cool over, to cool off the, the meat that's on top. So because of that, it still makes it asur, kadei klipa. A layer off, right. A layer, the way we explained, kadei klipa means a, a piece that could hold together. That's what you'll have to take off. Same thing would be, let's say you have two pieces that are touching each other. Not one on top and one on the bottom. Two pieces that are touching each other. Side by side. 
Both of them are hot, even more so that it is a sur. If both of them are hot, one is here and one is there, and they're touching each other, in Klirishon, which means they didn't remove it and put it in Klishani. Although, there's a concept, I'm saying on the side, there's a concept called a gush, davar gush. Some Ashkenazi poskim hold, the Rema is lenient, the Shuhan Aruch is lenient, but some Ashkenazi poskim hold, and very much la'alacha, Mishnah Bura brings it, Magen Avraham, it's a marshal. The question is, does it apply to Shabbat as well? But let me just throw the concept. If you have something that's gush, Kush means you have a solid piece. Solid piece, Samash Kenaz Poskim want to say that it, it keeps the heat. It remains the heat, which means pretends the heat. Yes. Retains the heat, which means you take it off the pot and you put it in Klishani. You take it off from Klishani, you put it in Klishlishi. It does not cool off. Why not? Because when do we say the concept of cooling off? That's only when you have walls that are cool. When you have the walls that are cool, they cool the food inside. So when you have Klishani, we explained before, that Fanot Metzaneno, the walls of the pot that was not on the fire, right now you put something hot in it, so it, it, it cools it off. It doesn't, it doesn't allow it to stay with the same heat level. It cools it off much quicker than it would be on the first scaling. But that is only true when you have something touching the walls, which means liquid. It's touching the walls. You put over there soup. So it touches the walls. The walls cause it to become colder. But if you have something that's solid, like a potato, like macaroni, like rice, like whatever is inside, but it's not touching the walls, what's going to cause it to cool off? That is the svarav of the marshal. That is the svarah that many poskim bring down, halacha lemaaseh. Ashkenazim, they hold like this, halacha lemaaseh, although the Ramah uh, didn't agree with that, but they hold like this, halacha lemaaseh. The Sfaradim, they hold that if it's klishani, it's klishani, even though it's a solid thing, okay? So you have one thing near the other that's touching each other, it would be considered davar asur, and both of them become asur. Let's go on to the next thing. Next thing that we spoke was, and that is something that is pretty common. Common. Let's keep the the salting and the aroma, the the, the smell, because the reah, because it's not common at all. But what is common is the steam. Steam is what we call zea. What does it mean zea steam? It means that when you cook something, the steam comes out, and that has the ability to make things asu. To make it's, it's a problem to have. The steam coming into your food. So the examples we gave last week are uh, if you have a pot that's on the bottom and you have something hanging on top, it becomes that. So let's say you're cooking right now meat and you have on top, uh, you know, sometimes we, you gave examples of pots that are pots and pans that are hanging right on top. And if the heat level that touches that place is yatsoledet, you will make it a soup. It's a problem. You will make the pot whatever you cook in there. So if you cook in meat, the pans and pots on top will become meat as well. That's problematic. If it's not yatsoledet where it's, where it's, where it's touching, right? The heat comes up, the steam comes up, but you put your hand, it's not yatsoledet. You can leave your hand over there. So it doesn't make it meat, 
but you can't just take it off and cook cheese on it. Why? Because the steam collected on it. You don't have to kosher it. You don't have to do a galah on it. But you do have to clean it before you cook it. Because it's steam that's collected on it, and you need to clean it before you use it. Another example that we gave in the past is using your spices. When you have spices, and you put it on top of your meat pot, and that's it. What happens? You put it on top of the meat. The, the, the steam comes, you open the lid. And woo, all the steam comes out, and you have your spices. And then you want to cook something cheese, dairy, and you want to use the same spices. Many poskim say that's not permitted. Why? Because the the steam came into the holes within the spices and made it meat, and now you have meat spices. Even if it's not yatsoledet, even more so that it is normally, because when you put it, you don't put it so high up. You bring it a little bit closer, so you wouldn't be able to hold your hand over there. And because of that, it becomes meat. The, the container becomes meat. The steam goes inside. You might claim, some want to say that as you're pouring, the, the holes are getting closed. They're getting clogged by the things that are coming in. But it's hard to say such a thing because whatever gets clogged doesn't necessarily fall down. Many of the spices, you know, you, you hold it like this, it doesn't keep on pouring. The holes are pre- pretty small. They, they get stuck in a certain way. So those things that touched the steam go back when you keep on shaking it in and in and in and out. So that could be problematic. So you need to have steam. You need to have um, uh, spices for meat and spices for dairy. Definitely lechatchila, no question about it. Only if you had to come to hear that, it was worth it. Yeah, but if you're doing it on cold, like if you put the spices... If you're doing it on cold, it's fine. No, no, but if, no there's no steam. If you do that, wonderful. If you do that, wonderful. But most people don't do that. They do it straight into the past. If it's parv, all good. But if you have if you have a meat pot cooking and you pouring your spices, you're making your spices now meat. You want to use it later on for dairy. That is something that is called steam. We'll touch everything. Don't worry. Let's let's go on. We'll, we're going to have time for all the questions. Or ketchup also. If it's hot, you're putting ketchup on top of the of the of the pot on the fire. Okay, but hamburger, we said steam, there's two kinds of uh, food. There's a food that's called uh, liquidy, and food that is solid. If you have a liquid um, food, there's more steam than the solid food. So, um, pot, it, it, you have you have a hamburger that's solid, that's not liquid. So that maybe is a little bit more lenient. Lechatechila we machmir in... Salad, yeah. Lechatechila, we machmir in salad steam as well. But the avad, we can be lenient with, with salad steam, but um, but steam that comes out of liquids for sure is problematic. So why would the rabbi say that it's yet so on my spices if literally my yad is exactly there right. with the spices? Right. So because why is it yet so here but it's not yet so right. on my hand? Right. What's the answer to the question? No, but she's asking. There's a proof that it's not Yatsoledi. Right. So there's two things. First of all, she says correctly, because if you would have to keep your hands over there, 
Depends how long, you, if you can keep it and not remove it after a few seconds, after a minute, then you know that it's not yet soledit. But it doesn't have to be that hot. There's also another concept called yad dikhvet, which means so-called you can't leave it there even for a second. On top of the of such heat, you can put it there, but you can't leave your hand for too long. It's still yad soledit. That's first of all. Secondly, even if it's not yad soledit, even if it's not yad soledit, let's say you put it high enough that it's not yad soledit. And there's not so much steam. It just started heating up. It's a little bit of steam. Not a lot of steam. But still, what happens if you have steam that's not tatsoledit? You can keep your hands in there. You can put the spices like this and keep it there for a minute. And it's not considered tatsoledit. Those spices you can use afterwards for dairy, yes or no? The answer is no. Why not? Although they didn't absorb in it. They didn't have within the spice and within the the, the container the the meat taste that came from the from the steam but still it's collected with steam the the container con- collects steam on top so you'll have to wipe the the container and you'll have to wash the steam the the <laughs> spices you you're running into questions this is something that people have to keep in mind this was last week yes but what if, like, people are only hearing the matter right now, so all their spices are great? So like, some say yes and some say no. <laughs> <laughs> some say yes and some say no. Wait, what about what are they He doesn't speak about this. <laughs> some say yes and some say no. No, this is for sure now. You can always caution them. The question, do you need to caution them? So on that, you can be lenient. On that, we can be lenient. On the dishes, you can be lenient. But the spices themselves, can you can you use them now? Some say yes, and some say they became meat and dairy. You shouldn't. Some some great poskim say that you shouldn't do it lechatchila, but diavad, it's still okay. Let's go to the next thing. We're going into a new topic. Listen, what we did right now, is basically this review is basically covering half of the things that we need to know in complete because I showed you in the beginning that we already covered big sections in the in the that we should be learning today or maybe next time. So these are things that you when you come to the kitchen you must know. You have to know those things that we explain right now. There's something called steam, zea, something called reach. Something called Yatsul. All these things that we explain right now, these are your basic things that you need to know when you walk into a kitchen. You walk into a kitchen, you have a responsibility of knowing the basic halachot. Those are concepts that you need to know. In past generations, everybody knew this. Every, 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 every woman knew those things. Every man knew those things. Today, it's a little bit forgotten and it needs to be more reviewed and, and explained. Let's go to the next thing. Meat and dairy laws. That's in page 5. Eating meat while in close proximity to dairy. Which means, even if you cooked your food 100% kosher, or you don't cook food, you buy them. You buy. You always buy takeouts. So you have no problem, you rely on the mashgiach. If, if you say, if you rely on the mashgiach, and let's say the mashgiach knows what he's doing, and the place knows what he's doing, and you don't have a problem. Or you did everything correctly, the way we explained, no issues. You come and you give your food, and you put it on the table. Some ways, you're not allowed to put them on the table. Like for instance, 
when you put food on the table, this is a simple halachot that you all know, you're not allowed, uh, let's say, you don't want to be now meat. Your husband wants to eat meat, but you don't want to become meat. You want to drink a coffee right afterwards. So you drink, you, you eat cereal with milk. You can't eat meat and dairy at the same table. Your husband can't eat meat while you're eating on the same table dairy or vice versa. You want to eat your your hamburger and your kids want to have yogurt. So they put the yogurt on the table. They come to, your tab- to the table. You can't eat meat and dairy on the same table. You are allowed to put them on the same counter while you're cooking, while you're preparing. What's the difference? The difference is you're not coming to eat right now. What's the chashash? What are we worried about? While you're sitting down and eating your cereal with milk, and your husband has right now chicken nuggets. So food is something, the poskim say, food is something that people do without thinking a lot. In a second you can put it in your mouth. Because you see something that's appealing, you're not thinking a lot, you're used to eating. So, and a person is a little bit hungry, or sometimes very hungry, he'll just, he'll just take a piece and put it in his mouth. That's the chashash. That's the chashash that Rashi explained. The Ran says, that's, exp- that's the chashash that the Ran says. Rashi says that the chashash is that both food items will touch each other and get dirty one from the other and Mimelo become a soul to eat. What, what happens? It doesn't make a difference who says what. But I'm just saying there's, there's two problems here that one needs to keep in mind. The Alachai in is, like we explained uh, in, 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 at the first explanation, which means you might come to eat it. But there's also a second chashash, that one will touch the other. You have your, right now pizza, and uh, your husband is having a hot dog. And what happens if they touch each other? It could very much be on the table, and one can fall into each other, you're eating close to each other, you could touch each, each, each food item touches the other thing. So you're running into questions. Now, there's ways we explain if it's yatsulated, not yatsulated, clearly shown what to do. Sometimes you can wash, but we're not dealing with all that. You're eating right now. So because of that, one needs to be careful not to eat dairy and meat on the same table. Sometimes you'll be lenient. Let's just see. I'm, I'm going to run through alachot in that and see if you still have questions afterwards. Prepare, preparing food in the counter or, in a, or, or any place else is permitted. It's only while you're eating. Now, if you are together with a stranger in a, on, on the same table, could be at work, could be in, a, in, in, in I don't know what, in a mall. You went to a mall, you went to a zoo, to the zoo with your kids, and you have a big, you have a table, and you have goim eat over there, and you want to eat right there. You ask them, you mind? There's no more tables. You mind if we eat here? No problem. They eating right now a bacon sandwich, and you eating right now your uh, hot dogs that you prepared. Is that permitted? Or maybe you'll come to eat from them. The alachai is that you're not going to come to eat from, so first of all, davarasu, which means, since it's davarasu, it's called badilmine. A person automatically knows that's something I, I'm not coming close to. We have like, right away, distance, an automatic distance from something that's asu. So we don't have a problem with that. Secondly, even if it wouldn't be asu, Let's say it's uh, it's in Israel. You see, you have a cholamoed. You see Jewish people. So you see a Frum family. They're eating their food, and you want to eat um, your food on the same table. They eating meat, and you brought yourself dairy. Uh, you brought yourself a sandwich with cheese. 
and they're eating meat. Can you eat on the same table? That Halacha is yes, because they're strangers. You're not going to come to eat from their table. So those are two different leniencies. Things that are asur, even if it's your co-worker. You're very close to him, um, and, and, and you're eating on the same table, but they're eating davar taref, automatically you have this distance from their food. You're not thinking of maybe putting your hands and eating, or if he offers you, you're going to be mistaken and eat. Secondly, if it's a stranger, although he's Jewish and he's eating kosher, you're not going to come to eat from somebody who's kosher. That's not coming up, for instance, also, when, let's say, it's somebody that's close to you. For instance, you're sitting with your husband in an airplane, and they, they're offering food, and he, the, they, they, they bring you uh, the chicken uh, sandwich that you get on the, uh, on the, on the flights to, uh, to, to Israel, but your husband doesn't want to eat the chicken, so he's eating the, the cheese sandwich that you prepared. You know, each one opens his small little tray, and they're eating. And you are close to him, and you can eat, and you can put your hand and take his food. But since it's two different tables, two different um, trays, then we don't have the isu to eat in such a way. Okay? Now, in case you have to eat on the same table, or you want to eat on the same table, you don't have to eat on the same table. Again, you're eating your meat, and your husband or your children are eating the cereal with milk. So then you have to do what is called hekel. Hekel. You have some sign. What is that? Something that's going to... Somebody that you recognize from that and give you a reminder that, whoops, I can't eat from the other person. What is that? Either each one eats on the, on, on the tablecloth, or one eats on the tablecloth, another one not, you know, those mats. Those uh, placements. Or, for instance, you put something in the middle. Like, for instance, you put something that's normally not on the table. So if normally you don't have salt on the paper, it needs to be a little bit of a height. That's somebody, something very small. Like you put your, your um, let's say, your keys. That's very low. You need to have a little bit of a height. So you put a, a, a vase. You put, uh, let's say, you even bring a, a milk bottle. That, not milk, but let's say you bring juice bottle that's normally and not on the table. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you can't do that, and not if you have to. If you, even if you want to, I said, even if you want to, you want to eat on the same table, that will be the way you'll do it. Same dinim of ta'arata mishpacha farchakot. Same thing. So you'll you put yourself a separation, something of a reminder, one in between, in between the two people that are eating, something that's a little bit high and something that's normally not on the table. Which means you can't bring the orange juice that anyway you always have on the table because that's not going to be a reminder. Yeah, if it has a little bit of a height, yes. If two people are sitting a little bit further from each other, which means. You have a table, but it's a little bit long. You have, uh, let's say, on the on the living room, you have the Shabbat table. So one is sitting on that end, and the other one on the other end, and they're eating. It's not close. You can't. You have to get up in order to get that. So that's permitted. That's how the Bach says that would be permitted.